0: Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Dee. How are you? Good. Great to
1: hear your voice. Oh, you too. Yep. Yeah. It's funny, just as we started talking right now, I just realized I don't have any coffee. <laughs> It's like when I talk oh my to you, gosh,
0: push pause. We yeah, that's okay. <laughs> need to get, get some coffee
1: later in the day than it usually is when we sit
0: and chat with each other. So yeah, and admittedly, the coffee that's sitting next to me is cold. <laughs> However, I like cold coffee, so <laughs> that works.
1: I don't even in the right. middle of summer. I do not like cold coffee, and oh. certainly not today when it's like twelve degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, I hope we will find out if not having coffee impacts. My side of the conversation. <laughs> okay.
0: I guess we're all gonna find out. Uh, yeah, maybe uh. these are like not not fresh ideas. I don't know. No, <laughs> I think they're fresh. Yeah, ideas. no, they we'll, are we'll fresh see. ideas. This one's yeah. like, incredibly helpful. So I believe, helpful. This one. Mm-hmm. I think
1: so too. And I love how we've had like this little series going. So two episodes ago, we talked about dealing with negativity and specifically dealing with like negative dynamics in our relationships which led us last time to talk more specifically about setting boundaries because one of the things we talked about was having a ne- negative dynamic develop in a relationship there's a way that we want to say oh it's her you know it's you Jackie mm-hmm. but the truth is it's also me right so when we talked about the conversation about boundaries we talked about our sh- our part of that getting aware of what's happening over here for me why am i feeling dissonant or taken advantage of or whatever it is and how have i been allowing that by not
0: necessarily having a boundary that I've named and shared with you. So that was last episode. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about agreements. You know, th- that's something that in a relationship you can do together. Right. Because once you realize, oh, wow, I'm part of this, you know, this, this, mm-hmm. is, this dynamic is not just flowing toward me. This is a dynamic that I'm help se- I help set up. Right. And I teach people how to treat me. And so if I've created some boundaries, you know, so that we, we understand that I, I won't allow this or that, then there's that whole idea of what about the space between us where the relationship lives, that, that sacred space? How do we want to make sure that that is clean and clear? That's our well. Mm-hmm. That's where we're, That's right. we're getting our nourishment from. And that might require, you know, ver- being very explicit about creating some agreements about how we want to be together.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really cool and empowering to know that we can do that, you know, like yeah. relationships. Sometimes I, I think often we find ourselves a little bit down the road in a relationship. Maybe I've been in this, I've been working with you for a couple months, or I've been married to you for a few years. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, feeling like something's not really working for me here.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but that, so relationships sometimes just evolve and unfold without a lot of intention. Exactly. And this is really empowering and important because what agreement says to us is we actually get to decide and talk about. So it's not just me deciding, but we're deciding together. How do we want to be in this relationship? Um, How do we want to show up for each other Mm -hmm. and for, you know, in service of whatever this relationship is here in other words, if we're accomplishing a project at work or if I'm raising children with you or whatever it is, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. This just reminded me of all of a sudden I got this image in my mind of vows. You know, when mm. people step on to, you know, to getting married and, th- and they say these vows to each other, you know, this is what I'm committing and this is what I'm willing to do. And this is because I'm devoted to this relationship. And so whether you're working with somebody or married to them or living with them or whatever the relationship is, there is a way that it's very very helpful to create this these set of agreements or these vows, the things that you're willing to bring of yourself into that space between you. I think the the thing that's so important right from the beginning is that word I just used, willing. Yeah. You know, and and to in order to create agreements, I think it's essential that both parties be willing to find a way to create a way to make this relationship flourish.
1: Yeah. Yes, and just knowing that we can, mm-hmm. I think, is really awesome. So, what we're gonna do here today, I think, Jackie, is not necessarily share what are three essential agreements that you should have in your relationship, but more about some ideas and tips for setting the stage to create agreements. Like we're we're trusting that each party will know what those agreements need to specifically be, and we'll share a couple of examples. Right. But what are the specific agreements that your relationship needs? We're trusting that 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 will show up, you know. After we set the stage for having that conversation around yeah. agreements,
0: yeah. I, I think you know the first agreement that is essential is to be willing. Yeah, right. You both have to agree. Yes, I am willing. Okay, right. I'm willing to. You know,
1: to, willing to find a way to, to find help a way this relationship grow and flourish. Right. You know, and so there's this. I mean, I've said this probably three times now, but it feels really important to me. You know, this willingness this to empower the relationship to get unstuck. You know, it's like, this isn't just the way it's going to be. We can do something about it. So the the agreement to be willing to to engage in that conversation. Yes. And then I think it's so important that once, you know, we step into that conversation that we agree to neutral listening, to Mm. really listening openly and fully to you. So, you know, when I, when we talked about boundaries last time, it's like, I spent time with me to, to figure out what do I need? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling this relationship? And then I shared that with you. You know, if I'm setting a boundary and saying, hey, here's a boundary of mine that I'd like to make you aware of, et cetera. In agreements, I'm agreeing to to want to know, you know, to listen to you too. Yeah, you know, to want to hear from to you? you. Right. right. So I'm, I am getting, you know, sort of in coach training, they called it like going over there, you know? So I'm really taking my attention, my presence, my empathy, my concern over to you. And I'm suspending that on me for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and really being willing to listen to what you need and want. Yeah. And for that moment, separating the, well, wait a minute, how will that impact me? You know?
0: Absolutely. And it's not it's not only what you need and want necessarily, but it's like how you're feeling. Yeah. Do you know, like I remember yeah. Dave and I going to a a weekend workshop and this was like seven years ago. And the facilitator at the time called it crossing the bridge. Like when he would listen to me, he was he had to leave his bags on the mm-hmm. on the side <laughs> and then cross the bridge yeah. to come over into Jackie Land. You know? And when he came over into Jackie Land, he was willing and he agreed, I am gonna listen just very neutrally. This isn't about me. It's about how Jackie is feeling. And holy cow, that was a game changer. Sure. I That's I just really don't ever cool. yeah, yeah, I just never remembered being listened to that way by him before. And then when, you know, when he was like echoing back what he was hearing, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he's really listening, not taking mm-hmm. anything personally." And then, yeah. you know, then fast forward, we we moved to where he was talking and I was listening and I I just fell in love with him all over again. It was oh, just yeah. it was really very very powerful. So that neutral listening in the relationship, right there. If you did nothing else, it just buoys. It yeah, buoys it the does, relationship because it
1: sounds like it really helped you to get to know him. Even though you think I already know this person, to right. get to know him, to listen to what's important to him, how is he feeling in this moment about this topic or whatever. Yes. Um, and when we suspend, you know, everything on judgment. Yeah. yeah. And
0: you just listen with curiosity, and you really listen because the the assignment, you know, during this workshop was to be able to repeat back what we were hearing and make sure, do I do I get you? do I Did I get this right? Do I hear you correctly? Yeah. And wow, that was super powerful.
1: It makes me, uh, reminds me of the exercise that we do with teams, which is similar called lands work. You talked about going yes. to Jackie land, where right. we may go to marketing land and we're going to listen to you, the, the mar- director of marketing, just tell us, you know, we have a set of questions we're going to ask. And we just want to understand what's it like over there right. in marketing
0: land, you know? Right. It's, um, eye-opening. Yeah, it's eye-opening. it's eye-opening for people to go in from a neutral place and listen to what it's like in someone else's world, in someone else's mind. And so I, I love that we're starting here, the willingness to find a way to, to make this relationship flourish, and then the agreement to to listen neutrally and to take yeah. turns. Wow. That's yeah, and listening
1: fully, like yes. being able to hear what they're saying, what it's really like there, without mm-hmm. taking you know, without feeling blamed necessarily right. or judge like if they're feeling a certain way that you know we don't have to make that our fault or something but that we yeah. can just say no this is just how they're feeling and the purpose of this right. is that if we don't if, we, if that's not something that's helpful we we want to figure out what, what can I do what can you do what can we do
0: yeah right? to shift that right. reality and mm-hmm. you're bringing up a, something that's reminding me of, like when I do that when I can listen even if they're talking about something I've done yeah if I can listen neutrally I also have a tremendous amount of compassion for how they received what it was that I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, wow, that's how mm. it landed over here. Mm-hmm. Like out. Like so so that's it's it's helpful to both of us to be able to to be willing to to listen neutrally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then so once we've, you know, are, are able to go there and I actually maybe um we'll put this in the worksheet too, but I was thinking about You know, how do I do that? How do we listen neutrally? And I think for me, what happens is I know when I've stopped being neutral, when I've stopped listening. I'm not present anymore. I can feel literally feel the change in my body. Mm -hmm. I feel tightness in my chest. I kind of feel like defensive. Like I might be looking Mm -hmm. at you, but I'm not seeing you anymore. I'm like in my own head. Yeah. Right. And I start to just be in my own thoughts and defense, defending myself against Mm -hmm. what you may be saying. And so, one way that I, manage that or counter that is literally to just keep breathing and keep just staying present to you. I, I will keep my feet flat on the floor, just stay in a very open posture, no arms crossed, like just do everything I can to be open physically, emotionally, you know, and just keep breathing to keep
0: my whole brain online.
1: Yeah. As listening neutrally. And I think,
0: yeah. I think, you know, to the, to that point, I think it's very helpful if before it starts, you do metaphorically, you know, so figuratively you leave your bags on the one side oh, of the bridge. Oh yeah. That was really cool
1: you, what you said. I wanted to comment on that. That's a very powerful visual. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, you, my and you and you cross over. over here. Because here's yes.
0: the thing, you're going to get your turn. So it's not like, oh, you know, this is this blame is going to stop here. It's yeah. it's not that. It's just hearing someone's story and mm-hmm. and realizing that you've got you've got a story too, but it's not your turn right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you right. know, you'll get yeah. your turn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the third thing for setting the stage is uh, like one of our favorite topics besides breathing.
1: (laughs) Right. And the brain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is to begin with the end in mind, like envisioning the way we want this relationship to be like, I want to feel connected. I want to, I want to feel hopeful. Yeah.
1: I was just done with a client yesterday, actually, who was telling me how she didn't want it to be, which is a common place to start. You know, I'm just worried it's going to be like this, or I don't, want it to okay you know we hear we hear that we're not invalidating that but then right away how do you want to be then you know um how do you want it to feel how do you want to feel and so that starts it just starts to shift a lot of things you know internally when we start talking about looking ahead envisioning well you know i would really like it to be like this and i i would like it if i could contribute in this way and we start you know the beginning with the end of mind which is almost like the you know the dreaming or the envisioning or you know going out there a little bit into the future. Imagining, I think is a good word. Mm -hmm. Imagining, you know, and what do we want
0: to create? Yeah, even if it's like from the original myth, like the way it used to be. You know, we may not be able to replicate that. We may not be able to go back there. But what were the qualities and characteristics of what what made us, you know, work together well in the beginning or what made us fall in love in the first place or what made us easy roommates? when we first moved in together. I
1: think that's really I mean, that's appreciative inquiry also to to pull take from the best of what was, you know, without expecting it to be exactly like that again, but to do a few, you know, spend a little bit of time talking about what really helped us to feel valued, Mm -hmm. you know, on that last project or whatever it was. So we, you know, we start with what was already working for us.
0: Yeah. Like, remember we used to stay until like eight o'clock at night. We would you know, make sure we had pizza. It was so much fun. We were working on that project, you know, that kind of thing. Like just bringing back those, um, those high points of the relationship. And, and that, that's also really helpful as a tipping point for, for where you want to go.
1: Yeah. And I mean, maybe this goes without saying, but you know, you're writing this down, you know, I like to keep uh, like to try to capture the adjectives in that, or what are we trying to create now? You know, Mm -hmm. the feeling of being like, unit united you know right if we talked about right engaged. the values
0: right yeah mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah So
1: grabbing those those words and so that's that a great we can, idea because we want to ultimately get to a point where we look at okay so how do we bring this to life you know right. what are some of the things that we can start doing now to create more of what we said we wanted
0: yeah and that that brings us to the next point which is defining what we need you know from from the environment from each other in order to create that relationship you know like yep. and it, those words will will be what we will use to uh, create the foundation of this new relationship.
1: Yeah. And then one of my favorite models is the start, stop, continue Mm -hmm. model, where we're then looking for behaviors that would demonstrate those qualities that we said we needed in the relationship. Engagement, respect, fun, you know, sense of ease between us or whatever it might be. Patience. Yeah. (laughs) Flexibility. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we specifically can then each or however, you know, I mean, sometimes I've done it where we're going to each write down, do our own little start, stop, continue. I'll give a worksheet out to whoever's involved and then we'll t- we'll share those or it's just or it can be done conversationally. So the start is what are some things that we might start doing or that I could start doing that would demonstrate respect or flexibility? What are some things that I might need to stop doing that are getting in the way of us feeling like we're having fun here or feeling that I'm engaged or whatever it is? and then. What are some of the things that, we, that are working well, that are contributing already to this environment that we want, that we want to say out loud and just yeah. be intentional that we continue so it's the yes. start, stop, yes. continue. And,
0: you know, I also think just to circle back one point ago, you know, sometimes, you know, respect, we both felt respected, right? But we never actually defined it. Like, what does respect mean to me? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's helpful. I mean, the, the behaviors are absolutely going to nail that. Sometimes it's just helpful to say, you know, respect to me is not calling me ma'am. Like I that's not what respect is. Mm-hmm. You know, respect is and whatever that definition is. Like this is how I this is how I define respect, and this is how I define respect. And when you realize, oh my gosh, we've been missing because you think when I call you ma'am, I'm respecting you. <laughs> and I think right. when yeah. you call me ma'am, that has nothing to do with respect. <laughs> right. So we're not
1: speaking, you know, the right
0: language or, you know, apples to apples kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I think these, these words are very broad and yes. they very pack a lot of yes. and have
1: different meaning to each of us. So we may think, well, respect isn't, okay, respect's important to her. I got that. I'm being, yeah, I'm going to respect, respect you. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, we need to know what we each mean by right. that and what would help me feel respected. What would help me feel your willingness to be flexible? You know, how can we demonstrate that in action? So defining, getting to the behaviors is is important. It helps with that. Obviously, it helps to bring that out.
0: Yeah, and saying this shows me respect. This shows me patience. Yeah. This to me means fun. Yeah. So,
1: and it's that I love that part of the agreement conversation because it it gets it can get very energizing as we start brainstorming. You know, on the or sharing our behaviors that we thought of that we could start doing you know, or, or things we need to stop doing, it can get very energizing to think about. I think we start to sense, yes. oh gosh, if we start, if we really do this, this is going to be awesome,
0: And, you know, could know, you imagine not only doing it in like, let's say on your team or, you know, with somebody that you work with, somebody you report to or reports to you, but also I can even just imagine doing this in a family. Yeah. You know, it would be a fun, yeah. like a fun activity, or maybe it is just fun. fun. To, maybe to just fun when, to you and me because we're geeky yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think we we
1: did this a few times when the kids were smaller. They would not think it was fun now. Right. They're, you know, <laughs> they know everything now. Uh-huh. But they won't in a couple more years. Though we keep Mark and I keep waiting. We keep joking. We're like, I know we are so dumb right now, but just wait two, yeah. three more years. We're going to be pretty yep. smart again. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'm smart again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we did, we used to do that. And I just remember one time that stands out that I'll just share quickly. We we had like a big flip chart sheet on the easel and we all had different colored markers out. And we did just brainstorm the qualities that we wanted. What did we each need in this family dynamic to feel the way we want to feel, you know, to help us have the family environment that we all want to be a part of. And then we would use that. I don't remember if we did it weekly or just once in a while, we would just look and have everyone pick a word, you know, what do you want to be this week? Because in order for the, this, you know, taking this list of words and bringing it to life, you know, the climate will change when we all start b- bringing those words to life through our own thoughts, actions, behaviors, right? So we would intentionally ask each of us to choose a quality that we were going to be, we're going to bring it. That week, you know, Mm -hmm, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's Mm -hmm.
0: cool. You know, and I think then, so so this is fun and this is energizing. And then I think the conversation also has to get real, Mm -hmm, uh, more real, or maybe just maybe just even more grounded in reality. With how do we want to be together when things get hard? Yeah, and you know what do we want to do when one of us breaks one of these agreements?
1: Yeah, I I love talking about that upfront when we're in a very you know, activated stage like, like this, you know, when it's energized and active and alive to, to let, to ground that in the reality that, you know, because we're human, sometimes we're going to mess up. So what do we
0: do when that happens? Mm Yeah. I think that's a really important part. Very, very often overlooked. Yeah. You know, even if you're going to have this conversation about what do we want together, you know, what about when one of us messes up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's and it normalizes that Mm -hmm. idea. Exactly. Yes.
1: It normalizes the fact that it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And then it's also kind of I mean, I I don't remember a time when that part of the conversation has gone on for any lengthy time. It's because it's kind of like, well, we'll talk about it. You know, I want you to tell me and, uh, you know, okay and I'm going to tell you and then, you know, might say a few more words about that.
0: Um, how will we do that? What right. be the best way to approach it?
1: Exactly. But it's,
0: it's just kind of a given, like we want that, you know? We want it and we also want to respect how the other person can hear it, you know? Like, you know, don't throw it in my face when we're right in the midst of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't try and be right. Don't need to, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe the opposite, not don't, yes. but, you know, th- yeah. but b- more affirming, like, Okay, can you, can you wait until we're in a more nu- neutral situation? Can, you know, whatever the request is, yes. you know, but, but really just discussing it so that you know ahead of time. Yes. I love this. I love that these agreements are available. I love that people can openly discuss what they want for their relationship, how they want to be together, what they want more of, and, you know, to keep the relationship in that right space you know, that mm-hmm. space between really sacred, really clean, really clear.
1: Yes. And yeah. to be willing to own my part in contributing to that and, and owning the times when I am not contributing to that, or in fact, lessening, you know, taking away from that. Yeah. I think that this does something really important too in our culture today, which is a lot about me, you know, what's in it for me. This is not about what's in it for me necessarily. This is about How can we be for the we to be successful? You know, I want to see you happy and engaged and fulfilled. Yeah. Through this relationship. Right.
0: And that does not mean I just want to emphasize this because I just did a freedom phrase called what's in it for we. I want to emphasize that doesn't mean that you'll ever compromise yourself. For the relationship, it doesn't mean you'll ever betray yourself for the sake of somebody Mm. else. Yeah, it's really important that it's that relationship holds the highest and best for all concerned. And I think that's what these agreements get to, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, I would love to hear what happens for people as they try this out. You know, as Mm -hmm. they as they broach the subject of agreements, as they play it out and actually do the exercises of you know creating agreements with each other. And how the relationship changes as a result of that. So please, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee, please do so now on Apple Podcasts and comment. You know, we would would love to hear what's happening as a result of you creating agreements with each other. Yes, we would. All right, Jackie. Thanks, Dee, for another very invigorating, even though you didn't have coffee, and conversation.
1: Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I think it worked out okay. <laughs>
0: it did. Okay. See ya. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can
1: connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.